Why don't you fucking shut up? Why don't you just fucking get a dick? Why don't you lick a Denon? What's a Denon? It's a, it's a future dick. Shit. <laughs> I wrote a time machine. I wrote it in a book. I wrote about dicks. Hey guys, welcome back to We Watch Movie. I'm Mike. I'm Jay. And this is a Stranger Things 3 review. ST3! Uh, we're just going to do a little bit of spoilers at the end of it. Not a whole lot of spoilers we want to get into, but a couple things we got to mention that are going to come at the end of the video. So if you haven't seen it yet, feel the grace of God. Mm -hmm. uh, it's going to be okay in your nut sacks. You know what? I thought Stranger Things Season 2 was not that great. It wasn't bad. I, I did like a lot of, you know, they had the Ghostbusters theme. They had some other cool stuff, a lot of throwbacks. But it, as far as the story goes, it wasn't as good, I think, it, as it could have been. This one takes the Taco Pal. Yeah, man. It fucking does great. Um, I think it's the best season. Yeah. ST3. Of all of them. Yes. You think so? Uh, Are you agree? Maybe. I'm not sure. I have to go stance. back. I have to go back I and watch. Uh, I have to go back and watch the first season. I need season. your base stance. But how about you just shut the fuck up? So Stranger Things three. I liked uh, a lot of things about this. The, the, the thing about I like the most is that I I'm felt gay. like uh, yeah, you know, loving dicks. Hopper. I love the fact that they focused a lot on Hopper and him dealing with Eleven and that. Um, blooming relationship as uh, father and daughter <laughs> and he played it perfectly he had the big mustache and he's all fucking like his shit's all grown out and he's got a big beer belly he's like he's like god damn son of a bitch three inches he's the perfect uh, archetype of a mid 80s dad in season two they try to do the same thing with hopper and 11 but they focus so much on him keeping her cage in that room that yeah. was almost just depressing and it didn't really work because that was the problem with season two is they went through this whole weird thing with 11 where she went on these she met those kids and they did that whole fucking like uh like warriors thing yeah and it was just like i don't give a shit man take me back to hawkins but in this one you're right man i really did enjoy that i liked how just downtrodden he was because as you know i i have two little girls and one of my biggest fears in life is when they grow up to be teenagers one of nine and she's already starting to back talk me and shit like that and he's just he, he cares about it so much that it actually depresses him like when she's constantly just just making out with Mike and, and they're, they're always constantly kitchen which is weird because we saw them as kids like yeah. when they start making out together and dating it's all so strange and the whole way he's dealing with that I like it that because he's gained he's gained weight he's sitting in the, the fucking chair just eating salt and chips and he's got it bad for Winona Ryan I've never in my life had children ever but I mean I feel like I would be the same way if my daughter was 12 years old and was making out with boys just be laying on my lazy boy be like son of a fucking bitch when's Miami Vice come on it's like hey I hate that guy and, it, it, and then you would like say it internally because it's, like, it's all that fucking Mike's dude, fault and it's they, all his fault they, he's a corrupting influence on my daughter they did and Mike was a little bitch about it he was a little dick like sometimes I want yeah. to like be like listen here you little well, he does. fuck but, but he finally but does Hopper finally is like if you ever disrespect me again motherfucker I will break <laughs> your goddamn fingers but Hopper's great because and you're right dude I think he's the best part of this entire season because he had that, that whole Miami Vice outfit you felt like it. you were playing Grand Theft Auto when you got the I loved it, dude. for the first I, time it, like again, I, I mentioned my dad. It really did feel like my dad when I would go outside to try to help my dad like work on a car or something, and he would like have his foot up on the on the fender and be like, "Son, give me a, a, a six inch or or whatever." I'm like, here, dad. He'd be like, "That's." Just go back in and help your mother with the fucking hors d'oeuvres. I'm like, hey, okay. <laughs> like he looked like uh, every time I saw my dad, or, or just when I saw him, I reminded I'm, I'm reminded of Loverboy. Not a man, a machine. I'm just, just something in between. Oh, oh. oh. 
But yeah, no, I liked him a lot too. <laughs> I thought he was great, and I, and I loved. And, and you know what they did that was really good with this is they they show the kid and dude, everybody looks so grown up this season. They are. They all look oh. so grown up, and it's weird. And you when you watch them for two seasons, you feel a weird attachment to them, and that's really cool. And they go through some stuff. One of my favorite things was when Will goes through what he goes through, where he wants them all to stay friends forever mm-hmm. and like hang out in the basement and play D and D and shit. Like we didn't. I wish I had a friend that played D and D, but these cocksuckers sorry, thought man. it was nerdy. Sorry, but, I never got to learn. But but like uh, well, when you grow up and, and, and some of your friends or, or you start getting into girls and like that that weird thing there like because because they start dating and they start getting into girls and it separates them in some way and Will's like fuck man I just want to play goddamn d It's kind of like in Mallrats. He's like oh I tried to help you fucking handle a comic book in sixth grade but oh no you wanted to talk to girls. And I felt so fucking bad dude for Dustin when he comes back because he's coming back from like he had to go away to camp or whatever and he comes back and they're all interested in this other shit. One of the only things I didn't like about this season was everybody was kind of separate the whole season. I didn't like that either. I, I, I was almost wondering, I was like, is there a situation going on off screen that we're not aware of? You know what it was? That's all I was What the say. fuck is happening? Why isn't Dustin with the fucking group? What I think, dude, where some of these kids are doing it and they're doing all these My other opinion, movies yeah. and, and some of them are casting Filming them out of order. Yeah, I think, I think they honestly, like, they had to film it that way. They had to take a group of people like, okay, these guys are scheduled to film for these days, so we got to create their stories together and, the, and create these stories together. But ultimately, even though I wanted to see them all come together and eventually they do, the action and the, and the cinematography and the 80s stuff, it was all so on point and it was so much more in your face than it was in season two. They, they actually take story points and use 80s nostalgia in movies to make story points happen and it's really fucking cool. It gets on my nerves when other people do that. Like some, one of the things that bothered me about summer of 1984, even though people love that movie, I thought it was too much. I'm like, it's exactly the Stranger Things vibe. Yeah. You're going for that exact thing and the synth and stuff like that. When other people do it, it bothers me a little bit, but I think Stranger Things are the ones that started it. So it doesn't bother me at all that they went, they went fucking, uh, they doubled down on the 80s stuff. It was one of my favorite things about the season. I feel like if you do it wrong, then obviously it comes off as pandering to that generation past yeah. or, or that that nostalgic feel. But when you do it right and you're able to do it uh, correctly and respectfully, I guess, uh, then it works on all fronts. And I think they did that. Overall, the friendship and and, and the uh, growing up parts and, and the and leaving behind certain things and moving on into the future and, and just it, it all felt like a John Hughes movie mixed in with some fucking James Cameron mixed in with some goddamn alien shit. And I felt good yep. watching it. Yeah. I actually I actually like Joyce Byers a lot in this one. I I, I thought Winona Ryder was great. I thought Hop was great. They're the new Jim and Pam for me in this because they're like they're kind of circling each other. And I was like, man, I hope they fucking get together. I love that whole idea. The whole July 4th aesthetic they had going on, the scenery, the mall, that whole scene, Steve working at the ice cream shop it. was really cool. Steve was like, Ahoy! Favorite. Welcome to the yeah. banana boat. He he's a <laughs> I like Steve so much, and this is definitely his best season by far. But Carrie Ells as as the crooked kind of mayor was fucking awesome. He looks Love weird. It. Did you see like he's had some shit done Botox. to his face. Sometimes it feels like, oh, oh, this is this really scary thing happening. I don't know how we're going to get out of this situation, but constantly L just shows up and it's like, boom, 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 and it gets you out of the situation. Sometimes I feel like they needed to rely on something other than Eleven to, to, to get them out of these crazy-ass things that they get into. Uh, sometimes that got on my nerves or whatever, and honestly, the last couple episodes was the first time in the season I started to get a little bit of the, all right, let's, let's move on a little bit. It felt like a little bit of filler. I felt like it still could have been an entire episode shorter or maybe made the made each episode 45 minutes longer but at the same time dude i give the, this whole season a strong nine out of ten like i enjoyed the piss out of i mean for me it's 9.5 I, I love the fuck out of it i i thought it was a great movie and again sure it was a an 80s film for sure 
an, I, I say 80s film, but I know it's an 80s TV show or, or a TV show, but I- Do you? Huh? Yes, I do! God damn it! Let me talk, son of a bitch! Um, I knew we should have left you at the fucking orphanage. But anyway, um, the thing is, I feel like they did a great job, and I feel like all the actors were back in their in their roles, and they did amazing with what they had. I can't wait for season four, because there definitely will be one. Now, I will say about the Eleven thing, about her always showing up and being the savior of the day, it does get annoying sometimes, because it almost feels like, well, that that's the only thing that we're, go we're waiting for, is her to do some fucking Professor Xavier shit, and then end the day. But that leads us into spoilers, because yeah. now uh, I think things change. So if you haven't seen Stranger Things Season 3, click the fuck off the video and have a great day. But in a more pleasant way. And touch your butt when you leave. Lightly click off. Main thing, Eleven loses her powers. They're gone. From what we can tell, they're gone, I don't know, forever or temporarily or what. That's going to open up... Uh, a whole new realm of like what's gonna go on in season four for me because without Eleven being there uh, and this Gorga monster or whatever the fuck they call it, Mind Flayer, if it's still around, which it probably is, or at least uh, essence of it, um, how how are they gonna deal with it? Yeah, I think they I think they purposefully, even though it got annoying in the show, I think they purposefully used Eleven as much as possible because I don't think they're gonna give her powers back for at least a while. So they they overuse that a little bit. Uh, the main spoilers obviously is that Hop dies at the end of the episode, mm. at the end of the last episode. But or so we think. So we think. If you watched it, and, and because my my uh, three year old is fucking loud no matter what she's doing, we were watching this with subtitles on. Uh, so when she starts screaming about some shit, yogurt or whatever it may be, we'll still know what's going on. Sherbert! In the, in the post-credit sequence of this, when it pops up, they go back to Russia to one of these big uh, embankments or whatever it is, and they go down beneath and there's these two Russian dudes walking, and they're talking in Russian. So if you didn't have the, the captions on, you wouldn't know they said this. But they come up to two doors, and they come up to the first door, the guy goes to open it, and the other soldier goes, no, not the American this one and they go to the other one they pull out this russian dude and a, and a, and a demi dog comes out and it, and it walks erect and eats the dude but the important thing about that is erect erect uh the guy said not the american so in my mind obviously i think you have to assume that that's hop in there because you never saw hop's dead body you never saw a hunk of fucking yeah. meat by the way those hunks of meat were nasty as fuck I, I, dude yeah Woo! there were some graphic moments in this good in cg this, yeah for sure um yeah i don't think hop died i i feel like he's so important to the series. I feel like they're gonna bring him back in some way or another. Did you cry though? I, I got teary. I, I cried. Didn't, I didn't cry. When she read the letter, oh man. Man, well, when he was just, actually the moment that made me teary was when he was like standing there with the, the blue shit like in front of him while the thing's malfunctioning and looks at it looks at um what's her name uh, Joyce and yeah. he's like go ahead and he's kind of you know tearing up because he knows what he's leaving behind. He's leaving behind. Joyce, obviously, they were they were starting out. They were going to have a relationship, possibly after this whole thing blew over. But he was also leaving behind his daughter. Like even though that's not his physical daughter, he pretty much adopted her. It's his daughter, and like he know, like all those emotions are like you know flicking through his brain, and and he's like just do it because I mean this is more important. Like yeah, that again just shows you David Harbour's like range as an actor, like to to portray those emotions. That says a lot. When you can portray emotions with just your face and the way it looks and 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 make people feel like that. Yeah. Again, it's amazing. Another spoiler is that this fucking Red Ranger from Power Rangers is the bad guy pretty much throughout the entire season. I like that dude. Yeah. Like I think that dude is really kind of underrated as an actor. I think he can play a douchebag. And it's not like saying like 
he can play a douchebag, but I feel like he's got range. And like he he's doing this is like, you know what, I'm not just like one thing that I've done. I can do other things. I think he was great. Yeah. Billy, uh, Billy was good, dude. And I, he's I dead. And I, I almost cried at that part. Really? Well, yeah, because you know, well, the part where Eleven is laying, and, and she's like, "I saw you on a beach, and your mother." And uh, like, that, was, that, that part was sad. Yeah, and I was like, well, "Yeah, yeah, fuck. that got me too. That, that got me a little fuck." Sad as fuck that Joyce and everybody moves away at the end of the episode. That was sad though, too. Because you see like Will crying his ass off. And I always feel the worst for Will, like no matter what's going on, because like this guy didn't even get to experience, especially the things with the friendship, because he didn't even get to experience their friendship for the first two episodes first two seasons, because he was always in the upside fucking down, dealing with shit. Whoa, he was yeah. always fucking possessed or some shit. So when his friends move on with Adam, I felt fucking terrible. When he starts tearing apart the tree heart, I got teary. Yeah, that, that was, was really like, fuck, man. That's kinda like um, Don't rip apart the Ghostbusters. That's picture. kinda like how we were like we were kids and be like, well, they don't want to come over and play video games. We were like, fuck them. I don't need them. You know I don't need them. You don't want to watch the crow. Stupid. We, <laughs> we were watching it with, uh, with my nine-year-old and she looks over at me and she goes, he's doing all that because they wouldn't play a game with him. And I was like, you don't understand what it's like to There's go so one of the coolest things about this season, though, is that the fucking hard dive they take in the 80s movies. I mean, they they totally, they, they straight up do a fucking Terminator um, storyline. Yeah, I love that. That was so, the, the Terminator storyline was fucking dope as shit, man. That was so cool. Uh, Carrie Ells was fucking awesome in his role. And uh, also, straight, you guys are going to love this, the fucking Halloween 2 stuff. The hospital that had the exact same hospital logo from Halloween 2. Uh, it had that going Hawkins, on there. Hawkins uh, Memorial, yeah. yeah. But not just that, but um, Gary Busey. Uh, Jake Busey. Jake Busey, uh, who actually I thought when they first showed him in the uh, in the newsroom or whatever. Hey, Nancy Drew. I thought he was supposed to be a Trump joke. Like, Give me he some looks, biscuits. He looks just like fucking Trump with the, with the gold mm -hmm. hair and shit like that. He looks. I thought it was supposed to be a tr Trump joke, but when they go to the hospital, they legit do a straight up Halloween, original Halloween 2 yeah. uh, spinoff when he's chase her down the hallways the, the way the shots work where she's running from him and, and like uh, you could see the hallways behind him and the lights going off that was that whole fucking episode was halloween 2 and that's so fucking rad that they did that it was man. amazing um awesome <clears throat> i also loved uh when steve uh and uh, uh the girl that he worked with at the shop uh steve they were high as fuck because the, the russians inject them with truth serum and they go to see back to the future I love that shit because when after they're done, you know, they're it's cool because they show they show it on the. I mean, goddamn. And I was thinking to myself, I was like, it's cool as fuck to see that. But I was like, how cooler would it have been to be back in 1985 at that age and watching that on the big screen? How uh, badass that would have been. The back to the Future. Show? Yeah. Oh my yeah, shit. That was. But um, and then but the, you know. A little bit later on, they're out. The, they're outside of the of the, uh, the movie theater, and they're drinking water, and and they're trying to talk about the movie. And you can't do that when you're fucking high as hell. But they're trying, and he's like, "Is it just me?" Or that girl was like, is it just me? Or did that kid's mom totally want to bang him? I think and she picked that up just because she was high. I know. And then the guy was like, no, because they're like the same age. <laughs> Steve's friendship with uh, Dustin. Dustin was fucking. Awesome. I love it. He's still friends with this guy. And he's like so into it. Maybe that's just because he's like stupid. Like he's like Jesse Spano dumb, <laughs> and like he just like wants to hang out. I love Not it, Jesse though. Spano. Uh, was it Je uh, Full House? Uh, you talking about? Uh, I know who you're talking about Jesse. I don't Jesse, know, Uncle Jesse. Full House. Uncle Jesse. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if it's that's like what I that. thought when you said it. Yeah. Not Jesse Spano. She was a stripper. But uh, I'm so scared. I had these uncles that were like that age and they would hang out with us and stuff and show us like cool movies like Rated R, like Night of Living Dead and, and Back to the Future, or not Back to the Future, Evil Dead. Like they entered, uh, they would like, hang out with us to play basketball. It reminded me of that dude. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Like it was, just, it was just a really fucking cool thing. It was kind of like nostalgic for me and personally. And then it was also just like a cool, like, 
emotional thing because it's like this guy is like he he's obviously cooler. Like I mean, he's cool dude. He's got some fucking great fair faucet hair, and he doesn't have to hang out with this shit, but he does. By the way, that Russian guy that died, I felt bad for him. I, I really, oh, uh, he was, I was good, dude. Yeah, I like and him. I was gonna take because he was so happy and he was yeah. at the fair and he was like winning. He's and, not rigged. And he was like, good time, I want teddy bear. And then it's like, fucking shoot. Yeah. You know, the guy, like, the commando guy, like, shoots him and he's like, oh, fuck. It's like, not him. I just got to know him. Yeah. And, like, you know, and he's, it's so sad. Like, I don't know why, but that guy's face, like, yeah. it just was so innocent. He was so happy. Yeah, it was like, he, he's like, this guy's a fucking child. And, and I love that bearded guy. Uh, they named Bald Eagle as far as his call sign. He was like, you yeah. don't, you don't have to be an American to have good time. And he's like, well, don't have to be an American. Like, it was, it was like, <laughs> I don't know, man. It's so cool. Like, I don't know. With every fucking faces, and if you're new to the channel, click that subscribe button to get some goddamn wham up in you! Oh, God. Oh, what the fuck is that? Damn! <laughs> fucking bitch hoe. I hope your fucking goddamn toenail falls off in the oh, shower. Yeah, I got sunburn. That kind of stung. We watched a movie. Yeah. We watched a movie. We watched it. We watched a movie. With the new iPhone SE for less than a hundred bucks at Metro, you rule. It's the most affordable iPhone on the number one brand in prepaid. So whether you're studying online or FaceTiming. Hey, Mom. Hi, dear. The iPhone SE has all you need. Switch to Metro and get the iPhone SE for $99.99 after rebate redemption and six months of service with AutoPay. Metro by T-Mobile. Rule your day. Limit one per account slash household. Requires port and ID validation. Not valid for numbers currently on the T-Mobile network or active on Metro in past 90 days. Restrictions apply. See store for details. At Zenni, we believe everyone deserves access to high-quality, affordable eyewear. That's why we offer stylish prescription glasses for men, women, and kids starting at just $6.95. Our online factory direct model cuts out the metal men, so you save. At Zenni, you get the same quality frame and lens options that you'd get from an optician for one-tenth of the price, including blue blockers, progressives, prescription sunglasses, and more. The best part? Try on any frame, anywhere with our 3D virtual try-on. Zenni.com. Eyewear for everyone.